really do anything about it. Welcome to Flip Switch, the Bipolar Depression Connection, now brought to you by the Child and Adolescent Bipolar Foundation. That's a new thing I'm going to be saying, because we're no longer brought to you by depressed teens. And with me is my co-host, Ryan. What's happening, everyone? What's happening, everybody? Happy New Year. And we have we have an exciting development that's happened, Ryan. I have been aware of, there's been rumors going around. Something's been happening. Something's been happening. <laughs> Did you know that college, in many, it's January now, right? Right, yes. Did you know that college is still out in many places? I know that because I'm out. Oh, is that right? Yeah. For all the people who've already gone back, I hate you. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay. We were assailed today trying to come into the office by this needy college person yeah. who was like, I want to talk. I want to talk. I was like, I don't know if we should let her. I, I don't know. But I think you all might know her as the teeny teen. Oh, sorry. Returning guest host now. She's no longer a co-host. She's a guest co-host. Who is it? Emily. <laughs> Emily. Yay. Emily's back. Yeah, woo. Yay. Emily. Yeah. You have <laughs> one semester of college under your belt. Yes. Tell us, how does it feel to have one semester of college under your belt? That's as much as Tony Soprano had on The Sopranos. <laughs> wow. Way to name names. <laughs> yeah, he dropped oh. out and he would, he would always, he would drop that like it was a name. Like, hey, I had a semester of college, so I know about these big concepts. <laughs> But yeah, it feels good to be out of school until, well, at least to like ex- have experienced one semester. This is going to relate back to what we're talking about today. Going into college, how have things turned out versus what you thought they were going to be like? I don't know. I think like I thought adjusting would be a lot easier. But looking back on it, I don't know why I would have thought that because like I hate change. So, um, you hate change. I've, yeah. I've never heard this. Well, I don't, I don't do well with change. So when I went to school, like it wasn't that bad, but it was really hard adjusting. What do you mean? But it was hard adjusting just to like get used to living by myself. And like, I'm always surrounded by my roommate, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it was a little bit awkward. Cause you don't, I didn't know her and it was but it was just like really bizarre. But in the same vein, you don't have like your parents around all the time right. telling you go to bed. Yeah. Do your homework. Yeah. Eat your food. That's also really hard because you have to stay motivated to keep doing your work. So how do you stay so. motivated to keep doing your work? Um, I don't know. I've always done it, so I've never really had my parents pushing me to. See, this is the one of the draw- <laughs> this is one of the drawbacks of this podcast. You guys are kind of representative of the demographic, for instance, but. You're all highly motivated, so you're only so representative. Right. Yeah. We have two people, medical school. We have one did well in high school going into college. I mean, we need, like, somebody who's failing out and has got a bad drug problem. <laughs> I don't think they would show up for work much, though. Yeah, so. They wouldn't be on your like, what They'd call in sick all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but kind of what we're talking about today, we, we have introduced these new characters on the blog. Yep. And... They are going to be going through a process of dealing with their issues. And beforehand, what we already know is one of them likely has depression. One of them likely has bipolar disorder. In fact, we go in knowing this person has bipolar disorder. But the question becomes, how does that person move from, I have an issue that I need to take care of is all they know is I don't feel good. I feel like really bad. How did they move from that to getting better? And I will submit to you that it's a long process, that there are 
stuff that you can search the interwebs all you want, you're not going to find much on it because it's stuff that's hard to put into words. And I think what Emily's talking about is really kind of a great prototype of what we're talking about. She's not depressed. She's not bipolar. But what she is is dealing with an issue that she has to define. What is it I'm going through and how do I cope with that? How do I get past it? Or if I can't get past it right now, I can at least move forward with it. So, Ryan, yeah. your first semester in college, it was. Do you have this, any similar feelings? Yeah, I had very similar feelings. My first semester, you know, you focus on school. It's a completely do, new environment. You can hear whatever it is from a bunch of people. You can be told what you're going to experience by countless people, but it doesn't become real until you're there, and the issues become a part of your life. And so, like, I got homesick. I wanted to be back at home with my family comfort zone and you really don't have a social structure there or social support at the time like you have your roommate and you have other people that live on your floor but you haven't developed strong bonds with them yet so there's there could be a feeling of like isolation and loneliness that goes along with that right. that i think i felt too so, but, so I mean, in emily's case i don't know what, what's um, talk about what did you experience emily well i guess for me it was sort of different because since it's a big state university like a lot of people from my high school that i was friends with also went to the same school so at first, I didn't really feel like I had to worry about meeting new people because I had the social support there. But, like, I wasn't living in the same dorm as them, for instance. Con- Did you drift apart? Yeah, like, Quickly. a little bit. Like, it's only been like, three months. Right. Well, like, we still talk to each other, but it's completely different than it used to be, which is also hard. And then once I spent the beginning of school just, like, hanging out with the people I knew, other cliques started forming and in the dorms and stuff where it's kind of harder to start meeting new people at that point. So, like, that's when I, I guess, began getting, like, kind of sad about it because I still didn't know anybody. Right. So kind of the concept we're talking about is you both knew that you had, at the base level, you know, I have this feeling I don't like it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And both of you describing similar feelings. Now, that same kind of thing, even though it won't, what you guys are describing is more homesickness and adjusting, many people, let's say they have a, a physiological thing in the bipolar that's pulling them, they don't like that. Or they're like, they don't like dealing with the consequences of whatever's gone on. Uh, or the depression, they're tired all the time. They're, they're feeling weak. They cry a lot. They may not really think of it in exact terms, but all they do know is, I don't like this. And as they start thinking about it, they could probably start naming little things that, like they don't like. So for instance, here, Emily named a few things like my friends from high school, we were good and all, but suddenly it's only been three months and they're starting to drift away. It's not their fault. They haven't really done anything wrong. It's just the nature of the beast a little bit. And um, kind of if the process is to some extent, we want to get past that. So the question this week is, how do you define that? So in your mind, Emily, how did you define that you were having a problem? This is lame, and I'm just going to suck it up. Well, I guess, yeah, that was sort of it. Like, I knew that I wasn't enjoying myself, I guess, but I didn't really think, like, I couldn't really do anything about it, in my opinion. Okay, Ryan. I don't know. Ryan, do you have a swatter or a, <laughs> a fan that you can smack her with? That's, we, don't, we don't take that kind of language. Yeah. Well, that was helpless language. Yeah. Did you did you hear that? Uh, yeah, I heard it. Yeah. I could not do anything. I was heartbroken there. I I am helpless. The world just rushes over me. I am a victim in society. I couldn't really do anything about it. 
Emily, you are not a victim. You were smart enough to be very high ranked in your class, to get into a good school, and we know that you can be effective. So this nonsense about, uh, I, you know, I'm offended. <laughs> I thought we had learned you better on Switch. Oh my goodness! Oh, I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna. I'm gonna loop that. Yeah. Take it and edit it and loop it back. I can't really like, do anything I'm gonna, about I'm it. I'm gonna text it to you or something on your phone. It's gonna be like every every time you I call you, it'll be like you'll hear. I can't really do anything about it. There's nothing I can do about it. Okay, folks. Okay. Oh, Emily just was very naughty. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is very important. That was, you know, you, you said that, but that was, in essence, that's excellent because people fall into that pattern. They say, "I can't do anything about it. I'll just let it keep doing this to me." And you were describing before the show kind of some of the things that maybe happened while you were just kind of realizing these things, like your friends moved off or started forming other cliques. Oh yeah. So what did you do? I don't know. I focused on school a lot. And Which is good. I mean, slowly, as you start meeting people on your floor, like it gets easier. Like I met people on my floor. and Did you start going out more? No. So you went out less. Yeah. So you isolated yourself more. Uh, Yeah, I guess. <laughs> now, what do we know about depression, Emily? What did you learn in your year here yeah, about depression? I know. What goes along with depression? Isolation. So you were adding fuel to the fire. Now, later in this week, we're going to have a segment called, Brian? Starving the Beast. Yeah. And what we mean by that is there are certain things that go along with depression that even if the fundamental thing underneath it is still eating at you, it can't survive without that brush, wood, or fire that needs to keep burning. Well, And if you isolate yourself, you're kind of adding fuel to that fire. Mm -hmm. You've been double naughty. <laughs> Double naughty, naughty, naughty. But I'm using shaming language, so that's, I'm being naughty as well. So. To counteract my unhappy my unhappiness at school, like that's why I went home so much. Right, I would go. So you home. went home a lot. Yeah, I went home like every two weeks or so. But what if you had gone? Now, you, I think part of the reasons you chose that that school was not only because it was a good school, but also because it was not in the same place as your family, but yeah. not too far away. Either. Yeah. Now like, some people go go to school. Like I had friends in my school that. They were 12 hours away from their parents. Mm -hmm. They couldn't go home. Yeah, that was a good thing. I mean, I guess it was also bad because I was, like, keeping myself from meeting people at school, which made it harder later. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's be honest, though. That's, that's hard to manage to some extent. I think it's good that you tried to reach out to your old support network, even if that meant going home. That's something. It's better, You were taking action. And I think kind of one of the things we're talking about, and we're, what we're going to go over is our little characters, they will go through the system of where they say, I'm going to keep doing X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to try to do this um, to make myself better. And they won't even be able to put it into words. They just know it. So, for instance, Emily goes, I know I'm not having him to go home. She probably didn't even think of it like that. She just thought it's kind of instinctual. Instinctual, yeah. Uh, but there does come a point where you kind of have to define the problem in your head uh, before you can move past it. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes the world just changes and it gets better. Yeah. I mean, for instance, Ryan, you ended up meeting people, right? Yes. yes. Yeah, it got better. Second semester, people started opening up more, and there was more outreach. to. You get more comfortable in the environment, and then you can push your boundaries a little more. Now, let's change it up for you then. And again, we can everything we're talking about can be related back to depression. It's now you're starting your junior year. Mm -hmm. You've made no friends. What yeah. would you do? And then it becomes a more desperate situation, I think. Does it? 
feel like I was failing at something. What what I've heard from both of you to some extent is I'm going to wait it out. It's what you, what your strategy was. Right. I'm going to hopefully the world will change. And I think that's a very common strategy. It's what most people do. They go, well, you get a cold. I'm just going to wait this cold out. I'll get better. Yeah. But let's say now it doesn't get better. What would you do? Me personally, I would I would wonder why it's happening. Like, right. why haven't I made any friends? Is it because of me? Like, am I just not a cool enough person to, right. you know, meet people or people don't want to hang out with me? And it would, yeah, it would become a heavier burden, I think, to carry around. Well, certainly, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, see, this is interesting. This is this says something about Ryan now. I asked him what he would do, and he told me he would basically think about how miserable he was. Well, that's what I did, so. <laughs> okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to get past this. Yeah. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Both of you naughty. <laughs> Okay, my point is you chose to say, why is this happening to me instead of how am I going to get out of this? Right. To some extent, there are certain psychological theories that say why is often a question whose sole purpose is to keep us from doing anything. Because while I'm worried about why, I don't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. So let me get to the root of why so I don't have to actually go do anything. But interestingly, you do know kind of this starving the beast thing, right? Right. Which is – I know if I sleep pretty well, I'll at least feel better. I know if I exercise, I'll feel better. In fact, exercise long-term is just as good as antidepressants. Right. At least that's what the studies show mm-hmm. so far. Short-term, not as good. You know that eating healthy tends to make you feel better. You know going around people, even if you don't feel like it, tends to make you feel better. These are things that you can kind of do regardless of kind of what the problem is. And it's interesting that you guys said, oh, I don't know. There and think about it. I don't think it's like you said I don't think it's beneficial in any way to sit there and just ruminate on but it's honest it right, is right. Honest. it's honest yeah. it's honest that honest. is what most people do why right. do you think they do that because if you can figure out why you feel like that I can take some action in some certain way like I'll know what to do then right so a lot of people can't operate under uncertainty right I don't know what's wrong so I'm just gonna have to figure out with 100% certainty what's wrong of course, the problem is very few things are one factor. In other words, very few things related to just one thing. It's usually 10 things. Yep. It's not that a girlfriend left me. It's my girlfriend left me, and I don't have a new girlfriend, and I don't have any friends because I'm sad about that. Uh, my grades are slipping. It's like a million things. So how are you going to define the problem and get past it, Emily? Because we, we're all rooting for you, <laughs> Emily. We want you to succeed. Yes. Well, like, what do you mean by defining the problem? Like, you said you know that what the problem is. What do you think the problem is? <laughs> See, you can't say it. If you can't say it, you can't fight it. Um. Am I gonna have to say naughty again? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Like, I really don't know if I have a strong grasp of the problem. Well, I know that like I've been unhappy at school, and I'd say that that was the problem. But Why I have you been unhappy? Just because, like. I'm not surrounded by my previous support network, basically, that I have. So when people are not surrounded by their friends and supports, mm-hmm. what would you say they are? Alone. So the feeling goes along with alone is? Loneliness. And in this case, you're alone because you are? Isolated. So you're feeling loneliness because you are isolated? Yes. Is that part of the major problem? Yeah. So what can you do to get past that? Stop isolating myself okay that's a yeah. very vague thing to say well, i know but i don't know what else play basketball <laughs> at the rec center Maybe. well yeah no Did you like, volunteer yeah i've been doing stuff like i've 
joined different activities, I'd say. So that's good. To try to not be by myself all the time. Meeting new people, too. Now let me let me ask again, because I want to just show you how fast this is. What's the problem? Isolating myself, and that's basically it, I guess. Is that is that? I bet that's not it. Well, I think that's the first thing that came to your mind. Good. Yeah. But see how quickly she said it versus, I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know. What are you going to do? But I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's just like saying it just makes me feel... Yeah. Like mad about yourself? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because to me it sounds sort of pathetic. Oh, I <laughs> okay. I'm gonna get a naughty stick, <laughs> like a naughty sign. And every time she's naughty, I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna have Ryan record a thing and says naughty. <laughs> and I'm gonna like put an echo on it, and it'll go naughty, 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 naughty. naughty. <laughs> well, look. There's nothing pathetic about going to school. To a, no, let's not even school. There's nothing pathetic about going to a place where you don't know. There's tons of people and you don't know hardly any of them. And then feeling kind of alone. That happens. And this is a big issue. And it's what we're going to talk about later with Ryan's media segment this week. It's okay to feel these things. Some people say, well, I feel alone. That makes me pathetic. I feel bad. That makes me pathetic. I feel sad. I'm, I'm a bad person because I feel pathetic and sad. Or because I'm alone, I'm a bad person. No. You you are a human being. If you didn't feel sad and alone and bad sometimes, I would say, one, I've met some of those people who always seem chipper. <laughs> I want to punch them. Every, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. You're so uninteresting. <laughs> I mean, like they seem inhuman to me when I meet them. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, one, I'm like, I suspect that there's a huge downside to you out of public and <laughs> it makes you're irritating. Yeah. So this idea that somehow... You are labeling yourself, which is something Amy Lynn will be talking about later, labeling. You're saying, I'm bad. Mm-hmm. Because, as we all know, one feeling determines everything about you. Yes. It is the defining characteristic of all. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm alone. Therefore, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Even though I have a valid reason for being alone, I'm a horrible person. No reason to try. And really, again, all these things are really excuses not to try. I'm a bad person. Therefore, no reason to try. Right? I am lonely. Therefore, no reason to try. But actually, what we've determined, you're lonely and there's things you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And the thing we know about Emily, because we spent a year with her, Emily's fun. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So define your problem. If your problem is that uh, you're having massive mood swings up and down, maybe it's bipolar disorder. Maybe you're having problems adjusting to something. Who knows? You're always sad, always upset. Figure out what's going on with that. But be able to say it because if you can't say it, you can't move past it. And I think what we're going to talk about in the coming weeks is this is what people do instinctually. They, they kind of go over this in their head and they gloss over it. But if you make it more step-by-step, step, it becomes more real and you can come up with things to do about it. So I think that's a good note to end on. Emily, you have to come back <laughs> and see us. Yeah. Emily's one of our favorite people. Bring a break. Bring if, break you, if, you, yeah. if you feel lonely, you can always call one of us. Except for I don't pick up my phone a lot, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> good luck. Uh, and on second, on second, don't, don't call. No, you can always yes. call. All right, guys. Tomorrow is we're going to do a segment called "What to Do," where we talk about just some of the quick things you can do to help define your problem and fight against it. Okay, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.